45 minutes away at least. It will save time if we meet them in the next valley. I'll take you. So says the big bad wolf. Excuse me? She managed to smile, though her lips were blue. Devlin Wolf. What brings you here from Atlanta? Do I know you? He was acquainted with most of the people in this small section of the Blue Ridge Mountains, but occasionally someone new moved into the area. Then again, something about this woman was familiar. Not really, she said. Her nose wrinkled. I'm getting wet. He'd been so caught up in worrying about her that he hadn't noticed the rain. They were only half a mile from the driveway to Wolf Mountain, and thus his doctor cousin's clinic, but Jacob was out of town. Grinding his teeth in frustration, Devlin glanced at his watch. He had a late dinner meeting with a powerful, important investor in Charlottesville in less than two hours. But he couldn't possibly walk away from a woman who might be seriously injured. Wolf Mountain was isolated for a reason, but at times like this, the remoteness of his childhood home was a curse. Let me carry you to my car. You may be hurt more badly than you realize. Even as he said the words out loud, he winced inwardly. Saint Devlin to the rescue. He wasn't a saint, far from it. But he had an unfortunate penchant for rescuing strays, be they animal or human. A tendency that had bitten him in the ass more than once. She stood up, wavering only slightly. That's very kind of you, but weren't you headed somewhere? Shrugging, he rose to his feet as well. I can reschedule. And potentially lose twenty million dollars. He'd been coaxing this particular venture capitalist into trusting him for almost a year, so the moment was likely lost. But money was just money and he'd seen enough sports accidents in his college days to realize that head injuries were not to be taken lightly. If he could meet up with the paramedics quickly enough, he might still be able to make his appointment. The woman clearly knew who he was, so presumably she trusted him not to be an axe murderer. He scooped her into his arms and carried her toward his car. Her token protest was feeble, The tremors that shook her slender body were undoubtedly a delayed reaction to the crash. She might have been killed. His arms tightened around her, his breath hitching as for a split second he imagined what could have happened. Thank God she survived the impact. Her wet hair and clothing smelled of roses, an old-fashioned scent that suited her somehow. Once he stumbled slightly, and her hand gripped a fistful of his shirt, her fingernails digging into his skin. For a second he flashed on an entirely inappropriate scenario that involved him and her, naked, in his bed. He shook his head. Weird. Too weird. He deposited her gently into the passenger seat and jogged back to retrieve her purse. When he slid behind the wheel and looked at her, She grimaced. I'm not going to keel over, I promise. The airbags did their job. Maybe so, but you look like hell. Her jaw dropped. 
Well, it just goes to show. What do you mean? He eased the car out onto the road. All the tabloids call you a billionaire playboy, but if that's your slick line with women, they've got it all wrong. Very funny. He peered through the windshield and up the defroster. It was completely dark now. He turned off the music, not sure if his tastes would soothe a woman who had been knocked around in an accident. The car was silent, except for the swish of the wipers. His passenger ignored him. Her body nestled into the soft leather seat. Though she seemed relaxed, her arms were wrapped tightly around her waist. A memory kept nagging at his brain. Something to do with this slight, mousy female. But try as he might, it wouldn't come into focus.